This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight as we have, obviously, breaking news for you. For the first time in Major League Baseball history, this game has been played for over 100 years. For the first time in Major League Baseball history, The number one and number two overall pick come from the reigning, defending national champions, the best team in the beginning of the year, the best two prospects, well, maybe not Paul Skeens in the beginning of the year, but two of the best prospects to ever grace college baseball is taking one of two. The Pittsburgh Pirates selected... Paul Skeens, the generational talent that he is and the all-star that he will be. And another dude who, oh, by the way, just hit over 400 year three in college baseball in the toughest conference in the country in Dylan Cruz. The Yankees lost today, which they continue to let me down. I am massive Pirate fans, and I am massive Nationals fans now. Without question. Massive Pirate. Like, take my debit card, Pirates. I don't like wearing red. Take my card, Nationals. Pittsburgh made the right move, man. Lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of smoke coming out over the last 48 to 72 hours in reference to, in reference to those guys not taking uh, Paul Skeens, meaning the Pirates not taking Paul Skeens, and they do the, the absolute right thing. And then obviously, Dylan Cruz going to the Nationals, them giving them their both of those guys their money. Just for reference, now I'm not this not exactly how it will go down, but the number one and number two overall slot, number one is slotted at making nine point seven two million dollars. 
Dylan Cruz is at two, which is $9 million. Oh, by the way, LSU signee Blake Mitchell from Texas, the catcher, he slotted to make $5.98 million. So just so we understand, there's not a lot of NIL money or things that Jay could have done to get Blake Mitchell on campus. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen, man. Just not going to happen. Just it is what it is. All right, let's get to a couple comments. But we do have a big show in store for you. So we'll recap the draft. Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, what it means for those two guys to go one and two. I, I will get kind of give some of the Pirates fans uh, a little bit of look through and national fans as well. We'll clip that and send that to them. I got a lot of questions. So listen, we, as I've been mentioning and will continue to mention, we've been doing a lot on our social media. I'm not social media our message board. So AYSSnetwork.com, if you haven't done so already, uh, subscribe today. You can do the $7 a month package, the annual package, which gets you like three and a half months uh, for free. Go sign up. I asked a lot of questions today for the show. We'll be referencing those um, at the end of the show. We'll do an Ask Blake. We'll be taking those. So if you haven't subscribed to the forum, go do that. Uh, we'll take the top questions. But one of them sparked a year two Brian Kelly what does LSU have to do to win a national title we will talk about that uh here tonight uh portal and staff update Jay has another staff uh member that he needs to hire I think that it's narrowed down to one person we'll talk about Terry Rooney a little bit here tonight as well as it seems that it is him that is going to be taking that uh director of ops roles we'll talk on Terry Rooney who most LSU people uh will remember about and as we mentioned, the um, the ask Blake at the end. Let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get rolling. Andrew Paul Sub Martin says, only bad thing tonight is I now have to call Cruz a divisional rivals as a Braves fan. Yeah, uh, good luck facing him. Good luck to you. Jeremy Bishop says, it's so risky to get a high school player, or is it pretty much a given they'll sign? It's pretty much a given they'll sign. I mean, Dylan wasn't a top five ten guy he was a later first round pick coming out of high school if not early second round pick which let's call it what it is he still turned down two three four million dollars worth of money potentially um but i mean you're gonna get like blake mitchell i mean guys he's gonna make let me check this slotted number again blake mitchell uh the catcher from texas is slotted to make 5.98 million i, I mean that's just pure insanity if we're being honest you know it's pure insanity so you can't turn it down if you're in the top 10 man I, I mean if they're going to give you that money for there's no doubt about it Jamie Brady says pirates are still going to suck no commitment to winning consistently well in fairness they have one of the better young rosters in college and major league baseball I mean, they got the, uh, an elite shortstop. They got Reynolds, the center fielder. They have some pieces. Um, but they're going to have to do what needs to be done. Like, if they want to actually win, they got to show something. And look, Pittsburgh's not a town that you are that you can lose. Like, P Steel Mill, I mean, y'all know. Y'all Think of the Steelers. Like, those, those dudes don't like to lose. I think that they might try to turn a corner. They definitely try to turn a corner with getting Paul Skeens. Clay Phillips says, hard to get a top three round guy into school for what it's worth. Well, NIL has definitely changed that for uh, LSU. Uh, Jordan says, how are you not romantic about baseball? I, I don't know how you're not romantic about baseball. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, guys, it, it was my first love, to be real with you. And then one day, my mom, I was seven years old. My mom gave me my first thing of shoulder pads. And I hit another human being, and then that was all she wrote. <laughs> that was all she wrote. Just letting you know. Kevin says, hey, Blake, do we know if John Emery will be playing this year or not? Well, he's on the active roster. He's back. He's working out with the team. He's back working out with the team. So, uh, I mean, we have – I mean, it's not a secret at this point. I mean, we've seen him there. Not – physically have I seen him working out but we've seen him in pictures things like that so 
Looks like it. All right, a couple more, then we'll get rolling. Our good friend, Stephen Fry, from over there at Fry Construction, says, how about them Tigers? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Glad that all of you are here with us on Facebook. We got popped with spam or something, suspended account. Then I had a hit, a request to review, and they did it. And So glad that we got that taken care of because all I did was, like, we had, like, four, 500 shares or something within five minutes Made it look like it was spam, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. Because the Paul Skeen's going number one. So, it's what it is. Our good buddy Bart Smokey says, what are you hearing on Ty Floyd? <laughs> Looks like Ty Floyd's made his way into the first round. Now, does he start getting the conversations with Cleveland at 23, the Braves at 24, San Diego at 25, even my team, the Yankees at 26, but it seems and feels that he will be um, – I don't – look, being cemented is not the right word. Um, looks like he's going in the first round, though, along with Grant Taylor. So I would not be surprised if Grant Taylor's name is called here tonight, the LSU pitcher um, that had Tommy John in the beginning of the season. Uh, one, of our, one of my good buddies and good sources – been around the MLB a long time, man, 35-plus years. And he called me about an hour ago and says, I, you know, to expect um, Floyd, I mean, uh, Taylor to sign. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be surprised if he did. Wouldn't be surprised. Teresa and Teresa, Schultz and Michelle, I do not know. I do not know. But if they got drafted, I, I'm pretty sure they would go. I'm pretty sure they would go. So just a reference, it's not like football. You don't really declare. You can take your name out, but you don't really declare. Teams just draft you. So, yeah. All right. Let's get rolling. So about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, gmvarnoandsons.com. Before we do that, everybody hit that like and share. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor. Hit the like and share all those social media groups, all those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, where we were one subscriber away from 5,500, hopefully somebody hits that subscribe bell tonight. If you have not done so, give us that 5,500. Also, as we mentioned earlier, the message board, AYSSnetwork.com. That's AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. Got a lot of people in there. Going to be doing a lot of things. We talked to some recruits. We'll be starting to publish those in about two weeks. We're staying in touch with them. Uh, just some things we want to run down on, On you know, just got a lot going on with that. So subscribe to the forum. We got those uh, interviews coming for you. We might do a live video and post it inside of the forum if you are a member. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. Thank you for joining us. Let's get rolling, y'all. It's going to be fun. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno & Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! No, you're not, Texas. But you know who is back at winning national titles? That is obviously LSU baseball. Tonight is monumental, man. Tonight is 
one of those nights that will live in history. This team will live in history. Not only were you the best team going into the season, not only were you the best team pretty much throughout the entire year, barring a couple of weeks here and there, but you dominate your regional, you dominate your super regional, you dominate in Omaha, you win the national title. You got the number one and number two overall pick, a guy who quite honestly, if we want to be real, had up and ups and downs at times, but now Ty Floyd might have moved his way up into the first round. We'll monitor that here tonight as well. This might be the best team in college baseball's history when it's all said and done. And man, <laughs> were there ups and downs and struggles and worries. But man, this team might be the best team in, in, in baseball history. College, that is. But the Pirates made the right move. You know, there was a lot of talk that Wyatt Langford might be the number one overall selection. There was a lot of talk that Dylan Cruz might fall all the way to four or five because of money and how Major League Baseball is structured. So much talk that Skeens was the same. And in the end, the Pirates and the Nationals made the right moves by taking the two best players in college baseball. The first guy in Paul Skeens, like we mentioned, Wyatt Lankford for weeks, Max Clark for weeks had been rumored to be number one or number two because of slot value, money value, et cetera, et cetera. Pirates don't care. Pirates don't care. Paul Skeens is a generational dude with generational stuff. So many times in the early innings, this guy was painting the black at 101-102. A lot of times the guy's throwing 100 miles an hour. They're kind of chaotic and all over the place. Now imagine a power guy with the precision of some of the elite dudes of all time. Paul Skeens has the potential to be a 10 12-time All-Star, potential Cy Young Award winner. He is that man. He is that dude. You know, so much talk about him. Well, why did his velocity jump? And if you've ever watched this show, we have not really ever talked about that, if ever. Because what you know, what I know, what everybody knows is he got around elite coaching, Wes Johnson, for one, and Jay Johnson, who got him here and knew what he saw to put that kid on the mound to be sensational. We have not seen him hit at LSU either, and he wants to be a two-way guy. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, Paul Skeens was the best player in not only LSU baseball history, in my opinion, but he might be one of the best pitchers that we ever see. Talking about his velo, he's not in a jet plane at the at Air Force preparing for things of that we can't ultimately fathom about. You know what those guys in the Air Force and Navy and Army, what they prepare for. Then... After flying jet planes all over the damn place, he would go to baseball practice. Oh, by the way, he's still got schoolwork that he has to do. And he was a two-way player. He is a dude that's cut from a different cloth. You don't see human beings like him. The human beings that you see like Paul Skeens are the folk tales that your grandfather, who was a massive baseball fan, used to tell you when you were sitting on his knee and he was sitting on that old recliner probably with a cigarette or a, a thing of chewing tobacco. Him saying, boy, let me tell you what you heard, what I used to see in my day. The folk tale of legend, man. Pure insanity. I'm glad that he graced us. I mean, I'm glad that he graced us 
with his presence. Some of you have seen it. I'll post it to Twitter. If I if you want to see it, I'll send it to you. In a glass in a enclosed glass case in this studio, we have a LSU helmet signed by Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens. You can't put a premium on what that means. It's not a brag. It's not. I'm just telling you. He is the boogeyman. He is the guy that will keep Major League Baseball players up at night. (laughs) Mustache included. Might as well just get ready to print mustaches in Pittsburgh. You're not going to be able to shut him down. He's going to meet with the Pirates and they're going to tell him, Hey, Paul, like, listen, we might give you a little here and there, let you take some BP, maybe, you know, see if you can do this at this level, handing the baseball. But you got to understand what you do on the mound. It's utterworldly. Anyway. Then you go to Dylan Cruz, man. I mean, what do you say about Dylan Cruz that's not already been said, but that doesn't bear repeating over and over again? Guys, he's number three, deserves to be retired. Like, I know that there's a lot of debate. I know that we over-label this so many times. Like, I know that we talk about this and we call people the GOAT. I'm, I'm definitely a part of that. The greatest of all time. We talk about, like, Glenn Dorsey's name, Kevin Falk's name deserves to be in the rafters. Maybe, maybe. Like, you can make the argument I'm with you. Is what it is. Dylan Cruz is on that Burrow level. He's on that Burrow effect. Billy Cannon's got his statue. Got the number retired. Skip's got his at Alec Box. When it's all said and done, the dude over a career that meant the most to you, maybe than anybody, hit over 400 in today's era. Oh, and by the way, he went an entire year. I'm going to say this, and I know that you know it, but think about it for a minute. No team... Noting this year and even going into parts of last year was able to keep Dylan Cruz off of base, meaning you might have contained him somewhat. You never fully stopped him. You have multiple draft picks that he saw. You know, I, I look at Rhett Louder going seven. Okay. Didn't stop Cruz. I see Wyatt Lankford. He didn't beat out Cruz for the best player in college baseball at a position. I look at Chase Dolander, who went to Colorado at nine. Dominated him. The numbers in the rafters, the statute is built. Like, I, <laughs> it, it, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that we've had two guys from really three, Skeens, Cruz, and Burrow, that are generational. That How blessed, you know, people are going to think, oh, Blake's in his feelings, and maybe I am. Maybe I am. How blessed are we to have seen them? Because the last guy like this, LSU baseball-wise, like number one overall pick, was Ben McDonald. Guys, that was in the 80s. So you went through all the 1990s. You went through all the 2000s. Trust me, guys, I'm 32, about to be 33. Ben McDonald was the number one overall draft pick before I was born. Okay? 
<laughs> he was the number one overall draft pick the, the, the year before I was born. 33 years now, LSU baseball had two of them. It's, it, it's a special, special thing. You, the likelihood, I, I, but I say this because, you know, I, I look at, I, I never thought you would have a Burrow type effect, and maybe Skeens isn't, or Cruz maybe not to that level, but they're there. They're close. God bless it, man. You might not ever see it again. Insane. Let's get to a couple comments. Perry Delahousse said, Jay Johnson said on MLB Network that 50% of Skeens' innings were three and outs. That is nuts. <laughs> Guys, that is nuts. I would want to I want to know if that that's got to be a record. Uh Samuel Merrifield says Dylan Cruz should be on Matt Rushmore of LSU Sports no doubt. I don't disagree. I I don't disagree. Uh Chris HS Blake now I feel old. Ben was drafted my freshman year in high school. <laughs> it's true. That 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 wild. But I mean man I'm just saying, like, you know, you think of the Mount Rushmore guys, like you think of Shaq, maybe Pete Maravich, Burrow, Cannon. You're going to have to carve out two more, really. Like, when it's all said and done, I, Blake, Skeens only played here. I don't. I, I really don't care about Skeens only being here for a year. That does not matter to me. Like, if he was in Alabama beforehand and he transferred over, yeah, okay. Like, if you had faced him a couple times, the dude was at Air Force wanting to go and defend our country, the land of the free and the home of the brave. At least that's what they, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. No, man. No. You got to etch out a couple more. By the way, I haven't even mentioned this young lady. What about Angel Reese? What about Angel Reese? God bless it. If she wins back-to-back -back national titles, you're going to have to carve out a little bit more. Jonathan says, J.J. killing it tonight. Didn't think he had it in him. Jay's got it in him, man. Jay is a... Uh, Jay is a Jay's a cool customer, man. It's a huge. It, it, he, I mean, he's a he's a cool dude, man. A cool dude. Look, I, I I'm just gonna say it like it is. I, I I don't take this the wrong way, okay? Being in a room with Jay Johnson and talking to him as a human being. Guys interviewed him face to face. Okay, been around him, talked to him, know him. When you're in a room with Jay Johnson, it, it it's like being in the midst of one of the greats. Really, the way that he talks, the way that he prepares, the way that he does things, the emotion, the attention to detail being a player's coach with being an analytical dude, uh, being a loyal guy, having – you call any Major League Baseball guy right now and you say something about Jay Johnson, they will tell you how much they love him. They say that he works his ass off and probably should take a chill pill, <laughs> but it's he demands so much from you without ever saying a word. It, it, it's incredible. It's It's honestly incredible. I've only uh, – and I, look, we hate this dude. I've only had that feeling one other time in my life, okay? Hand to God. Well, three times. This is the truth. The uh, introductory press conference from Brian Kelly being in that room, okay? Uh, Nick Saban at a coach's convention when he was writing notes down of people that – of his coaches that were late. 
like coming walking in late with coffee in hand. And this is going to be an old school one, but I listened to Magic Johnson about seven years ago, and it was like, dude, I can't even explain the Magic Johnson one. That dude's something. Bart Smolke says, Skeens is the best to pitch at LSU. Love Ben, but Skeens is the man. Yeah, I, n- no doubt. No doubt. And look, Ben is up there with as one of the greats. I just think he got uh, surpassed. I, I just think that he got surpassed, really. Chris says, Woodward did say Jay was one of the best coaching interviews he has ever been involved with. Well, and... and Look, Scott doesn't mince words, man. He doesn't mince words. He's going to tell you like it is. And I'm telling you, being a part of the Jay Johnson train, it really is. Like, it really is having a foot, uh, an elite football coach as your head coach. Like, really, really is. I'm not saying he's Saban. I think he's di- so much different than Saban. He doesn't scream at players. He doesn't have to. The way that he does things is just on a different level. It's a different playing field. Like we talk about, and we'll talk about this a little bit more tonight, but there are going to be some players. You know, Gage Jump is a guy that committed to LSU baseball. We'll talk on him a little bit, uh, uh, too, a little bit later. But it's, uh, it's like having just one of the elite coaches I don't I think when Jay does when he does in the portal or Jay does what he does like guys we haven't got a lot of position players in the portal and everybody's freaking out we need position players we don't know what's going on well Jay does like well Jay does Jay knows Jay knows exactly in every detail he knows who's going to be his right fielder I mean some guys I mean he has an idea like he's not this isn't catching him off guard. If you're watching the man on Twitter, I mean, Gage Jump clearly is one, but Gage Jump, the UCLA left hand, lefty, coming off Tommy John, but the last, time, the last time you got a guy that was hurt from UCLA that transferred to LSU, pitching in a national title for you, in Thatcher Hurd. The guy knows what he's doing, man. He 1,000% knows what he's doing. I, I, you know, there are times that you can disagree with baseball, like, or or some of the things that he does, but sometimes, man, I mean, man, 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 man. Uh, C on YouTube says, how's Angel Reese not mentioned in generational conversation? Well, she's not done yet. The leader of the first women's basketball national title and probably but we did mention her. Did I not mention Angel? Somebody in the chat tell me. I I could have swore that we talked about Angel Reese. <laughs> could have swore it. Chase Abrier says Cruz was one reason we got a we got Coach Jay Johnson to come to LSU. Can't get much bigger than that. If he don't come, we don't win a natty. True. True. Uh, Samuel Merrifield says, I saw highlights of Gage jump from perfect game and he was pumping uh, pitches 96. Well, you hope he gets back to that, right? Like, um, you hope that he gets back to that. Um, but he's a legend. We'll talk on, we'll talk on him. Uh, in just a minute, I need. I do need to get to a break, and we we can do that. We'll talk on portal and staff next, and we got some questions. We got to talk some LSU football. A lot of questions of people asking about year two Brian Kelly. You know, obviously Jay. We just talked about him, and Kim did it. We have a lot of questions the last couple of days about Blake. What does LSU have to do to win a national title? We'll talk about that next. So I'm about to talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. Talk about my good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Got a lot of show to go. Stay with us.
He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. So we did get one thing from the transfer portal this week. Jay Johnson was clearly out there on Twitter. Uh, Giving the tiger emoji, which normally means that they have a guy. Now, he did do two of them, but one of them we, we do know of, that being Gage Jump from UCLA. The strong lefty didn't pitch this year, had Tommy John, enters the portal, now is going to be at LSU. Goes along with another really electric pitcher from Xavier and Jamie Lair that you got out of the portal not too long ago. Now you add another one. I think Riley Cooper returns. You got Griffin Herring returning, Nate Ackenhausen returning. A lot of big-time left-handed arms that are going to be in that bullpen. Oh, by the way, you got some big news the other day. I don't know if you know this, but if you were on the forum, you knew this. If you're on the AYSS forum, you knew this. Kate Anderson from Madisonville also pulled his name from the draft, the electric lefty from Madisonville. So you add a lot of big-time arms from the left side. Those are things that help you win national titles. In reference to Gage Jump, though, look at it was pretty impressive in, in the games that he came in. Had a 3.36 ERA, if, if memory serves me correctly. Struck out a lot of guys, didn't walk, had a lot of good command, up to 96 miles an hour with, uh, miles per hour with his fastball, got a good slider, very plus slider. How does he come off of injury? Sure, Jay knows, okay? Jay Johnson would not make that move or be recruiting Gage Jump if he didn't know. He's a West Coast kid. Obviously, your head coach was already, already recruiting him in the past, I would assume, and you go out there and get him. Question becomes, you know, very much so looking into the future, but I do think Grant Taylor is going to get drafted and signed if he hasn't already while we're talking about this. Who's going to be your guys in the rotation? Who's going to be guys out of the pen? You have a pretty good idea of some of those guys that come out of the pen. Now you add some pieces in this freshman class. Maybe you pick up Another guy out of the pen, Luke Hallman, Chase Burns are guys that are till still, I guess, quote-unquote, technically still out there. But you have the chance to get your rotation and get more pieces in. One thing that I feel, um, and, and this is strictly opinion, not source, not like asking questions, not asking around LSU baseball, strictly opinion. I really, really feel that Jay is, like, looks at the guys that he has at on-the-field positions and it's like, I'm going to really win a lot of games with those dudes. Guys like Paxton Kling, guys like Bear Jones, Brady Neal's back, and this summer and hit a home run a couple of days ago, he looks really good. Do you get guys like a Travinsky and a Malazzo to return? So... I look at this and like, man, I I think Jay, I mean, Jay would be putting the pressure on a lot of other position guys. Now, I do believe that Jay's going to go and do that, right? Like Jay's 1,000% 
going to go get some more position guys. But I think he's being a little calculated, right? I think he really likes the pieces that he already has in place and thinks that those guys can transition into something special. Look, Paxton Kling, Jared Jones, and others we have seen so far that have been pretty good, okay? You can say whatever you want about Bear Jones and the strikeouts and Paxton Kling not looking ready for the plate or Gavin Gidry's breaking ball, getting sent into outer space a couple of times. Guys, they're freshmen. It's going to happen. When those guys get bigger, stronger, faster, they see more at the plate, a lot of these elite-level arms, they're going to be fine and good. Obviously, Jay Johnson has faith in him. The man just won a national title. Who am I to say anything less? I don't know. (laughs) But it's certainly where he feels that he has a really good core group of guys. You know, what happens with a Trey Morgan? I think Trey's going. I think Trey's going to get drafted. I know there's a lot of buzz that he could be coming back from an NIL perspective. I think that he's getting drafted. I think he's going to go if anybody that loves that young man enough. As much as I am biased towards LSU and hope Trey Morgan returns, I really do hope somebody gets in Trey Morgan's ear and tells him, hey, man, I think you might need to go. Jay will hate me saying that, but it's the truth. Y'all know it and I know it. Now, if he does come back, if he does come back, Either one or two things happened. Either he didn't get the money or the positioning that he wanted, or or he LSU just made him an offer you he couldn't refuse, like the Godfather. Either which way, I'm good with either. Because that man's giving you everything. But got a lot to replace, man. Got a lot of old bats. A lot of old bats that you got to replace. And I think that you can. I think that you can. Chris said, Blake, don't forget about Tommy Tanks coming back. Why would I forget about Tommy Tanks? I didn't forget about Tommy Tanks. I'm just saying, guys, that you know Tanks is returning. You know Kling is returning. You know that Bear is returning. But those guys are going to have to take positions that you're going to have to feel with a guy that had been there for a while. Trey been in Morgan. Uh, Trey Morgan had been at first for, I guess, off and on this year. But first base, all three years consistently. Cruz has been a day one guy in center. Beloso has been consistent when healthy. Dylan Gavin Dugas has played more baseball than he knows what to do with at LSU. At this point, guys, Brain Joe Bears played a lot of baseball too. He might be another guy. Do you get returning? Josh Pearson returns. You already know that Tanks is returning at third. What do you what what happens with Jordan Thompson? What happens with Jordan Thompson? And I know that you hate hearing that, but you know. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. You can hate this all you want. If Jordan Thompson doesn't go where he wants to go or gets the money that he thinks he should get or or wants, and he tells Jay he wants to come back, guys, he 1,000% is coming back and is going to start for Jay. Jay literally on a podium said that Jordan Jordan Thompson's like his son. (laughs) He ain't going (laughs) to – I'm just going to tell you. Anyway. Anyway, Chili, I see your question. Let me get to a couple of these baseball ones before we transition to football really quickly, but uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. Scotty V921 says, Cooper said he wants to sign it, so if he's drafted, sounds like he's going. I think Cooper's coming back. I don't think he's going to get drafted. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Uh, Merrifield says, what about that shortstop transfer, Michael Braswell from South Carolina? Yeah, he's coming too. But... I'm just telling you, if he if if Thompson comes back, Braswell can play second. <laughs> he can do something. I'm just gonna tell you, he's gonna come back. Uh, Real Will Wade says Trey Morgan isn't gonna be a low pick. I don't think he's gonna be a a low pick, but 
<laughs> I don't think I said he was going to be a low pick. He's, he goes in the fourth, fifth, or sixth. I think NIL-wise, LSU is competing with that. I don't think he's – I say if I meant he was a low pick. I mean, guys, if he does – listen to me. If that young man does not go in the first three rounds, which I think he will, if he doesn't, LSU is preparing to do stuff. I don't know who this real way, real way dude is, but they've never been in here. Never been in here. I am not throwing shade at Trey Morgan. Stop. David Mobley says, anyone that has any hope of a pro career have to go pro after junior year. No doubt. No doubt. Somebody's going to have to tell me if I said that about Trey. I think y'all knew what I was saying. Uh, Bart Smolke says, Pearson is going off in Cape Cod. Yeah, I think it was hitting what, Bart, Bart uh, 500? Hitting about 500? I don't know how many games he played, though. I didn't see. Shelton says, Jay knows who can benefit from returning. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Enrique Bradfield just got taken from, uh, by the Orioles. Gotta love it. Brock Wilkin, the amazing left uh, third baseman from Wake Forest, went uh, 18 to – oh, no, that was 17 to Orioles. 18 to Milwaukee. And Braden Taylor from TCU. At 19. How about that, man? You saw a lot of those dudes. A lot of those dudes. All right. So, I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to re, uh, 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 re-say it just for anybody that missed it. So, on our message board, on our forum, AYSSnetwork.com, I asked the forum for some questions uh, in there. Um. For example, Phil Rose asked about Frank Wilson. We'll talk about him in recruiting. Buster asked about portal guys. I think that we had talked about that on the forum. But Ray asked, Blake, what needs to happen for LSU to win a national title in year two? It really got me thinking when we uh, when he asked that question. So, look. Number one, we talked about this a little bit, but the question from Ray inside the forum is, what does Brian Kelly have to do in year two to win a natty? What does LSU have to do in year two to win a natty? I think it's, look, I can sit here and say it's simple. It's so easy to sit here and say it's simple because it's not. There will be third downs that you have to convert that you really need. There will be times where you're, third and one from the two-yard line, or third and goal, excuse me, from the two-yard line, that you're going to have to get a massive stop. That happened against Texas in, in 19. You got to drop the ball in the, in the end zone. Then you got to stop uh, on fourth and one from their own one. You talk about Alabama and the Thaddeus Moss catch along the sideline. There are just so many small things that you have to have happen for you to win a national title. That kind of is a given, though. Like, not only do you have to be a really good team, sometimes you have to have a little bit of luck. You got to stay healthy. You have to have amazing catches like the Thaddeus Moss catch. You have to have the ball bounce your way. When have you ever seen Tua Tagovailoa, as an example, running with the ball and fumbling it in the open field just because? Sometimes you just need that. But, Taking the given that you need away, okay, meaning you know that you need that. I think it's kind of simple. I think up front you're much better than you need to, than you than you were last year. I don't think Georgia offensively is going to be better. I think they've got better weapons all around, but I think people, do, people don't understand how good Stetson Bennett was as a college quarterback. They're replacing, with Carson Beck, they were replacing a two-time back-to-back national champion. I know those defenses were good. He still led the show offensively. Can you take down the Mammoth? Can you take down 
the team that seems to be invincible. I think Georgia has holes. I think Georgia has holes specifically in that secondary, and they're replacing with some guys. They're really they they got some young pieces back there. Think you can do some things. You showed a year ago and really exposed Georgia defensively through the air. With that being said, your starting quarterback has got to throw the ball down the field at a more effective rate, even if it's incomplete, because it will open up so many things. I know a lot of people either like Jaden, don't like Jaden. Guys, if he can progress, he can do it. I think personally, which is crazy to think about, I would ask every LSU fan in this chat right now, right now, has there ever been a player that has accomplished something like winning the SEC West that has been hated on more than Jane Daniels. But he's got to he's got to get better in some things. He's got to get better at some things. Right? Like that's not a that's not a shot at him. He knows that. That's why he's been working all offseason at forcing the ball down the field. It's not a <laughs> Not anything that anyone hasn't picked up their own selves. I think you're going to run the ball, though, at a more effective clip. Maybe being able to take the ball out of his hands running-wise will help him and keep his legs up under him and let him maybe hit some passes that he's not accustomed for us seeing him do. We'll find out in camp if he's ready or not. But the reason I think he's ready is because I think he knows that Garrett is that Nussmeyer is ready to go. The freak of the week a couple weeks ago, guys coming into his own. And we've seen quarterbacks progress. We've seen a fifth-year guy at this school progress a lot. A lot. I mean, guys, Joe Burrow might have made the biggest progression that we've ever seen from one year to another. Can Jaden? Can Jaden? Because offensive wine wise, I think if you stay healthy, you're going to be good. I think you, the talent that you possess at the on the outside is really good. Nobody in the SEC West really scares me, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There are some really talented teams. You got teams like. Obviously, Alabama, but you have talent everywhere in the SEC West. There's talent at A&M. There's talent at uh, Ole Miss. There's talent at Arkansas. Hell, quite honestly, there is talent at Auburn. Good coaching at some of those places, too. Maybe not so much at A&M. Nobody scares me, man. I'm not saying it's a letdown if you don't win the West, but what I will say is, is I just don't like you will be the favorite in every one of those games. Maybe not Alabama. You don't see a Tennessee. You don't see um, a South Carolina, or do you? No, I don't think we go up to. No, that's in 24. I'm thinking about. Wait, I they just confirmed that. No, we don't have them in 23. <laughs> oh god the flash of 2024 came into my head no we don't we don't i didn't think we did it's missouri but we do have we do for 1000 percent have them in 2024 <laughs> really man really you just gotta have a lot of because look you got the talent on the back end you got the talent at DB. I mean, guys, Denver Harris is a five-star guy. If he lives up to his billing, you have a dude. You have a first-round pick there. Find out. We'll find out. Uh, Sippy Boy A says, Nuss ain't going to run like JD5 can. No, he's not. No, he's not. 
Real Edo says, I still think Nuss is better QB than Jaden. No, he's, uh, and should be benched. No. Okay. Real Edo also said, dude throws into the dirt and barely can get the ball 10 yards. Come on, man. And then he says, don't get me wrong, I like JD5. No, he doesn't. Buddy, I w- let me let me just go at- just tell you this. Did y'all watch the SC Network's LSU day? Did y'all rewatch that Alabama game? The throw to Malik Neighbors along the sidelines, the corner route to Mason Taylor in the back of the end zone. If Kayshawn Booty Booty is not interfered with, the throw that he made on the slot fade. Come on, dude. Yeah, that that that's trolling at its best. trolling at its best i see the josh pate thing and look it says alabama has serious quarterback uh, issues we literally have been talking about that this entire offseason they have serious issues at quarterback right like is Jalen milrow going to be the dude because the last time we saw him throw he's not ready to be a national championship level quarterback He's just not. Might be the best athlete overall on that field. He, he's not ready for that. I, he's not. Can, is it Ty Simpson? Is it Tyler Buckner? Those three individuals don't scare me. They just don't. I think LSU might be better all around. I don't think they're better than you on the offensive line. I don't think they're better at you a receiver. I don't think they're better than you. They're definitely not better at you as a receiver. They're not better than you at running back. They're not better at you at quarterback. D-line, they have Dallas Turner, but you got Harold Perkins. Who are you taking? I know that he's going to be off-ball linebacker, but Deshaun Womack is, is going to be a dude. Omar Spates is a dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. John Simply Butler says, arms or legs don't matter. Just do it. Just do it. It's true. Kenneth says, JD5 is going to surprise so so many people this year. I think I think he will. I think he will. Chili Vic says, hashtag ask Blake. I'm heating... Really, really, um, maybe I'm hearing really, really good things about Pimpton, Caleb Jackson, and Aaron Anderson. So we talked about the Aaron Anderson seven on seven inside the forum. Go sub. But yeah, Pimpton's been uh, tough to stop so far, uh, especially in the red zone. Same thing that we heard about um, Aaron Anderson a couple weeks ago. Kamari and Pimpton, the 6'6 tight end, who you stole away from Tennessee, are. Stole away from Vandy. Apparently, it's been a little bit of an issue. Could you imagine if that kid went to Vandy? We'll see. We'll see. Kid, I mean, kid can be something special. We'll see. The real buzz right now out of summer from an offensive weapon standpoint is Aaron Anderson. Now, Caleb Jackson, the running back from Baton Rouge, I'm not saying he's going to beat out Logan Diggs, Josh Williams, Noah Kane, Emery, because that is very experienced men at this point when it relates to college football. I just think he's the most talented of the backs. I think that he has the highest upside of all the backs because he's guys he's two he's two twenty and arguably the fastest of them all. He breaks more tackles, and he's a he's a he's a truck. He's a Mack truck. Speaking of Mack trucks, I just really think that Caleb Jackson has the most upside personally. Personally, I do. That's just me. 
Cortland Jacobs says, because Carter destroyed the LSU O-line. Jalen Carter? He did. He destroyed every offensive line. Every one of them. Sippy Boy says, I just don't think Nuss is good enough to need a spy like JD5 does. He's going to need to get some of the third and short packages if pocket breaks down. Yeah, he's not a mobile dude. He's not a great mobile guy. He's got some – he's not bad, though. He's not bad. But he just gives you a whole nother level of something with his arm, though. Gives you a whole something else level. All right, we got some more of these questions uh, that we got. Phil Rose says, Blake, do you think recruiting has changed any since Frank has taken over? Yes, I do. He sends us on the AYSSnetwork.com slash forum sub today. And he says, do you think special teams will be better this year? Yeah, I, I Frank has definitely changed things when it comes to um, Louisiana stuff. Now, I know I saw the article from on three. I all of you sent it to me. I'm not I'm not going with that. They are calling Wardell Mack a lock. You talk to anybody down in New Orleans, anybody with a pulse that's around John Errett, they say that's BS. They anybody around Mac is saying that that's BS. Family, him, you know, like he came out and, and uh, what was it on Twitter or or his brother? No, no, what had happened? Oh, it was that. I mean, I say he came out, but his little brother is like, or somebody is out there in his family saying that's cap, like sending the cap emoji. So, I mean, if they're putting that out there like that, on three puts an article about him being a lock and him being about nothing but money. Um, then you have somebody in his family going on there and, and sending a cap emoji, which just in- symbolizes that it's bullshit. I'm going to cut because why would they do that? Right? Like if that was true, they wouldn't have said anything. Right? Like they wouldn't have said anything. Nine, t- 10 times out of 10, not nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10 when a kid's committed and going to get money to go somewhere, they're not putting the cap emoji on on three when they call them a lock. They, every time, every single time, they don't say a word. So, yeah. I think if if LSU were to lock down Dominic McKinley and Wardell Mack, okay, I believe that Frank will have to go down. Now, he... He won't go down as like he won't get a statue. He won't. He, maybe he goes into like an LSU Hall of Fame, but that man needs more than that. To be honest with you, if that if that man's able to lock down the entire state, he deserves more money. He deserves more money. So, anyway. All right, got a couple more in here, and then we'll, we're will we going to get out of here for the night. Uh, Buster says, who do you think another player out of the portal can be? Well, I think Holman's still a guy, man. The Alabama ace. I, I, I really do. I, I really feel like you, you fit in good there. What's going on with Chase Burns? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Uh, Trip Block said, Blake, what about uh, Holman? Um, I like where we sit there. Four stripes. <laughs> Our guy on the forum says, hey. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Go back. Go back. says, what's the word around Denver Harris, the five-star corner from Texas A&M? What would you predict starting or starting secondary would be week one? Um, I'm going to go Zion Alexander. 
Andre Sam in the slot. I think Deuce Chestnut finds a way in there. Somehow, if he's not a rotational piece. And I'll go Denver Harris. Denver Harris got kind of got pieced up a little bit in that spring game, though. Landon I be had a piece, hit him with that one, two. Pop up. Pop up. Sending out of there. So, CB Boy says, what number is Perk wearing this year? Number four, Perk four, not Perk 40. Sucks. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Carter Bryant joins us. Going to be fun. Y'all have a good one. Peace. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.